so we are back um, yes. with a very special guest who is currently um, in the throes of experiencing a birthday. I don't know how you, long you would say a birthday kind of goes for. But well, usually a day. Yeah. I mean, it's been the festival of Drew since yesterday. Oh. <laughs> He's back. Was your birthday yesterday or the day before? So it's tricky. My, my birthday was at two minutes to midnight yesterday. So spiritually, I guess my birthday is today. But it's still happening. But yeah. within the timeline, so it was yesterday. Like, is a birthday like twelve hours before your birth time and twelve hours after? Or like I don't know. Just like I hate birthdays. After your birth it's time. like I really love the the chutzpah of people that have long birthdays. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like I hate my job too much to really do that. You know. I think also it's really uncharacteristic of you with like me just discovering recently that you have a Leo rising that you hate your birthday so much. I feel like that's very like maybe astrology isn't real because that doesn't check out. You know what I mean? But I mean, it depends on, I, I, I've recently discovered in my mid to late twenties, it depends on houses. Apparently I was also in a store and someone brought up the idea of a 10th house and Costa only goes up to seven. So I'm no I, okay. So the way CoStar like charts it in the um in like the table format is it only shows you the houses um if you have placements in those houses. So for example, I have nothing in my twelfth house, so it won't actually show my twelfth house. Um, but if you go to the like circle diagram where it says like ascending will begin your first house, and then it'll show you all of them till the twelfth. Yeah, all of mine are, it's all of mine just look like they've been like shaken up in a glass of oil and settled to the bottom. Like that's yeah. my chart. <laughs> yeah, you're they the are. sediment. Yeah, very, I have a sedimentary like, chart. Sediment. You're like lop, yeah. you're like lopsided in like the. I think you're lopsided in like the wisdom end because there's like a young end of the chart, like the. Oh, I'm lopsided in the wisdom end. Yeah, yeah. That means like old soul vibes. <laughs> old soul Is vibes. It? I thought you were just calling me stupid. <laughs> No, no, I think like, 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 like lopsided in the wisdom end. <laughs> like, no, I always thought the lopsided side was like the, like the like the heavy like pendulous one. I don't know. I went on one <laughs> one ro- one romance with a person who was also a Sagittarius, who then mm. broke my heart, and then for the rest of my life, I've had to live with people going, "Well, oh, that's a very Sagittarius thing to do." Oh my god! So I checked. Jesus. I checked out of them when I lost my innocence. You know. And that's yeah. just that. Speaking of the death of innocence, mm. spiritual sediment, and lopsided um, charts, <laughs> um, what are we doing here today? We're 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 listening to and um, critically evaluating. Uh, Some would one say Madonna's analyzing, analyzing this. Maybe like <laughs> analyzing this. Um, we're yeah, we're going to be talking about American Life, which is one of Madonna's most. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say this. It's like, I have, I don't give it, like, this may surprise people that know me, but, like, I have been desperate to talk about this <laughs> fucking album for you so been. long. This, this absolutely like, does not surprise me. When I was starting to get to know you, it was, it was what we talked about. And, it's and like, by the way, this is Drew on our pod. We never really introduced, but um, <laughs> welcome to the Whatever, stage. Whatever, people know. Drew. <laughs> um, but, like, it's, it, it's so phenomenal. And what I found so as well is and I, I i don't mean to start rivalries but it's so funny seeing all of these little melbourne twigs start to post about it um, like completely yeah. ironically the way i am yeah. now gatekeeping this album for my yeah. fucking please, life yeah please um 
Okay, I also, I'm so sorry, like, before we continue, because that is a really important issue that I do want to be getting into in terms of, like, irony and appreciation and gatekeeping, Mm. I did also write a little, um, a little, like, chart for you both and for myself (laughs) on um, what Sun, Moon and Rising um, you are in terms of Madonna albums. (gasps) (laughs) I love that. So, so for Charles, I think your confession's on a dance floor rising. Like, I think you are. Like, I think that very much... Outwardly. Outwardly. Hey. Your outward persona. Mm, sure. Now, this one I kind of stole from Drew, and I don't really understand this reference. I'm just going to be honest. Mm. I think you're MDNA's son, because that's what Drew said. <laughs> I mean, then- I, I... Honestly, okay, so, like, MDNA, it had um, L-U-V, Madonna, Y-O-U, you wanna. Girl Gone Wild. Yeah, it also had Girl Gone Wild, but um, it's very like it's very like just like shitty crack pop music. Yeah, it's you know crack. what I mean. Like, and I think that <laughs> is really true. MIA to, like, on a fucking song, uh, you know. And yeah, but it's like and and it's isn't it like Nicki Minaj and yeah. MIA in the same wow. song? Wow, that's huge. It's really it's it's loaded. Supersonic bionic uranium shit. That's what wow. it is. Wow. Supersonic bionic uranium shit. It's. Stunning. I'm just bumping. I, I think it's like the one album that I've never listened to in full. Actually, strike that. I've never listened to Hard Candy. Anyway, Laura, go Oh, my on. God. Hard Candy was the first Madonna album I listened to. Anyway, um, I think you're like a virgin moon, and that comes from the heart. Oh, that's really sweet. That's I, don't know, I don't know how you feel about Very that, but I really do. It, <laughs> I guess it could be read that way. But, like, <laughs> also, I wasn't even comparing it, but now that I'm saying it out loud, now that you're saying it's a bit tender... Um, you do have a Pisces moon, and that, I don't know, that kind of matches up for me. Okay, Drew. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Drew, I really I mean, believe that you are Ray of Light Sun. I do. Okay, T, I fuck with that. I really believe that. Um, I think you have a music moon. Okay, yeah. Oh. Nice. Um, and then you are American Life Rising. You yeah. can claim that. You can own that. I think American that's a good Life thing. Rising. That's beautiful. I really, yeah. love, I really love all three of that, but... Now, I am going to like just right off the top of my head, Laura. I'm starting to. I'm seeing. I'm seeing um, erotica rising. Um, that's what I put that's for what myself. I'm from you. That's what I put for myself. Yeah, no, I'm really seeing that for you, and then I'm seeing like a bedtime story. Sun. Okay, I hundred. I had that too. I had that too. And then moon. That's where I'm really like. I'm thinking like Drew. If you want to step in, that's. I mean, yeah, I think I'm you're a ray of light moon. Ray of light moon tea. That's what I literally put down. Did you write that? I wrote that. I can screenshot it and send it to you right now. That's, That's insane. insane. I love the wow. friendship that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to the love that you gone on. <laughs> no. Not on this part. Not on this <laughs> no, episode. Sorry, you sorry. Fly. Strike that. Strike that. Um. So why don't we get into? Should we get into the track list? Should we get into the release? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Too. So yeah, I I don't know. Do we go song by song? Let, like, yeah. Let, do we talk about the videos? How do we how do we do this? Why don't we talk about um the title track, the first track, the um mm-hmm. and and it's uh it's music video, American Life. Sure. Stunning. Sure. So, we all kind of just I believe I don't know if you watched it, Drew, but like Laura and I watched the American Life Uncensored original. Oh yeah, Jonas um, Ackerland video. Yeah, or Jonas, I don't know. Famously... I know I get red for not being able to pronounce things on this podcast. Jonas, Akerlund. Yeah, it would be it would be Jonas. I I think probably. I think he's Swedish. No, I guess I hope so. He did. He did. Obviously, for those who don't know, the like um, 
the really famous Lady Gaga paparazzi and telephone videos. And he's actually done like a crazy amount of, um, I don't know, Madonna's body of work. But this particular music video is really notorious for being taken down and like just well, she chose to not publish it. That's the thing. Oh, right. Yeah, so... Um, I thought it got published. No, no. So, um, it was in an interview that I was watching while I was on, like, one of my crack holes um, during lockdown. Um, it was... Um, she chose to not bring it out because it was filmed before the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. And then it, right. and then when it came to release it, she chose not to. Wow. Um, out of not so much respect, per se, but, like, acknowledgement of loss of life. Because it was meant to be, yeah. it was meant to be this like anti-war statement, and obviously war happened. And she was like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't stop the war, besties." So no, like, war, we didn't stop war the was war not besties. over, even if she wanted it. She wanted it, but it didn't no, stop. No. no, war is still going. <laughs> well, it's still going. Um, yeah, and honestly, like that music video, like it's really gratuitous. I even think if you like, okay, let's pretend we live in a world where there was no Iraqi war, like it still would be like heavily criticized like that video is like it's full on also, okay to watch so if you end. if you haven't watched the video um it begins yeah. with with a fashion show there's mm. many um <laughs> women and gentlemen walking the runway in like chiffon camo um <laughs> <laughs> draped like across shoulders and whatever and then we kind of go backstage and there's a legion of women getting dressed in their <laughs> army wear there's um there's there's really creative um fake tattoos happening there's like a skull and crossbones tramp stamp they're carving words into the walls um it's getting a bit like hot and heavy and they break out of the out of the change room or the bathroom Mm. um do their choreography amazing choreography it's great um and break out onto the runway in a camo mini cooper now did Madonna did Madonna not throw the first grenade at the <laughs> runway show? <laughs> no, she threw the first latte. She's holding a latte when they go through the thing and then she throws it on the ground and she you know, I get a double shot, it goes right through my body, you know, like it's very, very strange. Like why is it a mini cooper? That's what I wanna know. Because it has to rhyme with super duper. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> And Zipper Duper is not actually what you think it is. It's like the ice box. Um, yeah. But I think <laughs> she's singing about the Australian <laughs> frozen snack. Yeah, because it's skinny. Mini Coopers. That is skinny. No, actually, that's skinny. I think. Just like latte. I think Mini Coopers are like a sign of imperialism in that we associate them yeah. with like um, uh, like British spies. Um, I know there's one oh. in at least. Um, <laughs> in at least Austin Powers. I associate Powers. Mini Coopers with like. There's one in at I least Austin Powers. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a Union Jack on it. There's one in at least Austin Powers. <laughs> I want to say there's at one in James one Bond in too, Powers. but I've only ever seen Skyfall. So no, Aston Martin is the is the James Bond car. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here for okay, this. Okay, this is not a podcast about cars. Let's let's divert our attention back to the topic at hand, which is. Terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I do find it quite interesting. I'm I'm currently going over um, what's colloquially known as verse five, um, which is uh, I'm drinking a soy latte. I get a double shot. Hey, 
it goes right through my body and you know I'm satisfied. I drive my Mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper. Yo, they tell me I'm a trooper and you know I'm satisfied. I do yoga and Pilates and the room is full of hotties. So I'm checking out the bodies and you know I'm satisfied. What I'm seeing reading through this is like mm. double shot soldier mm. seeing yep. all the bodies. It's like yep. lots yes. of like kind of like double yes. entendres about death. Yeah. Yes, of course. But the thing is, okay, this is what I'm going to say. And I know that this is sacrilege and I know I'm supposed to say that she's so genius. I do often feel that Madonna takes her words so seriously. She thinks she's so clever. Mm. Sometimes when she does these, like, I don't know, like really like heavy topics. She did it a lot in Madonna X, Madam X. Madonna X. <laughs> she did a lot in Madam X. These lyrics that are like, they're kind of like, I don't know, just like these platitudes about freedom and war. What was the one like, about her not being gay? She's like, I am not gay, but I will die gay. There was some... Yeah, that's, there's this song where she's like, I'll be Islam if, um, if I'll be the gays if the gays are hated. I'll be, you know, Islam if the, if the Muslims are persecuted. And it's like, what's... What, what is the I, point? I don't think like, that's like aphoristic for her. I'm I'm gonna um you know be Madonna's advocate and say that she really means these things. And I think that um like you said, yeah, she means you, them, but no. they're just like they don't hold. But in in weight. in that way, I don't think it's a platitude. And you know what? I was and this is in really poor taste. This is in really poor taste. What I'm about to say, but I was watching the video, and uh, the um, uncensored uh, American Life video. And towards the end of it, she's splicing this um, this runway scene footage with the legion of trooper women and the applauding, um, you know, uh, parody audience of the runway show with um, like found war footage. There's lots of children in the footage, like wounded, dead children um, being carried out on stretches or being carried by their mothers. And I'm like, you know what? Like seeing, knowing that Madonna is like obsessed with, adopting children and um Mm. and fostering i don't know fostering care through that i think that where she's going with that is a genuine sense of like i I do want to take care of these children that are affected by war yeah it comes from a genuine but in in that way i don't think it's a platitude or like an aphorism right no i mean like to quote lady gaga she's a nice lady my god (laughs) (laughs) not lady no Um, not lady but I, I also think but though that like with how how crass this 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 song is, um, I think one of the most kind of poignant things that she says in this is during the break where she goes, "Ah, fuck it." Um, like right. to me, it's like she's so aware that this is a deranged, stupid song, and I think that she's like, but like she's like lapsing in and out of sincerity. No, you know? exactly. I mean, like are we not art students if we do not talk about irony and sincerity? Mm. But, like, I, I think that as well as that, too, working through this track list, you know, the next song that comes through, I believe, off the top of my head, is I'm So Stupid. No, it's Hollywood. Oh, in that no, case, I'm an Hollywood. idiot. Delete in me that in the case, part. you're so in stupid. In that case, I'm so stupid. I'm yeah, right. No, so I stupid. really think of this song, I really think of this song as, like, one of two of her songs that... um what I'm meaning to say is there's another song that's basically got the same approach to both lyrics and ideas and the video it's she's reproduced this same exact I don't know artistic expression in God Control like Mm. it's the same thing I fucking love God Control I love it too 
but it's got the same like embarrassing rap. Mm. It's got the same like, like, um, I don't know, grotesque, like violent imagery in a music yeah. video that's supposed to like shock you and like, yeah. like a compel you out of your, she always says she likes artists are there to disturb the peace uh, and all of these things. Uh, but I do think to some degree, like I agree with like Palia and the, and the way that like Madonna's whole early career was about like, I don't know, rebelling against and questioning like, like, um, stuffy Roman Catholicism and, and her upbringing and, and the, the misogyny that like existed and still persists and exists today. But now as this kind of like incredibly wealthy, like ivory tower, I don't know, like celebrity, she's like lost her real connection to like these real issues to the point where it doesn't feel like she's really speaking from a place of like actual understanding. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think in that way, you're like critiquing celebrity as well. And I think that's, you know, that's very obviously what she leads into in Hollywood. But I'm also interested because we've, we've, I feel like we've covered a lot of the, you know, the double entendre with the, the bodies and the troops and, and all that. I want to talk about the soy lattes. I want to talk oh. about the um the Pilates, um the yoga and Pilates. I actually listened to this song a lot in lockdown when I was fully like lifting weights, and I was addicted. I was addicted to that rap. Oh my the way God. it made me squat was like nothing else. Um, and on the weekend, I went with girlfriend of the pod to Humming Puppy in Redfern, which is this yoga studio that has like <laughs> there's like you know it's like, L A, New York. Redfern, <laughs> like, and um, when I tell you, I looked around at the bodies in the room and I was satisfied. It was like the most yuppie experience I've ever had in my life. And I know that when Madonna's approaching it, it's it's the opposite. And obviously, she's critiquing celebrity and luxury and the you know bodyguard or five. But um, the glimpse into yuppiedom that I saw for myself in that yoga studio was satisfactory she mm -hmm. that's all i ha i just really wanted to share that no that's fine well, i think we should situate it with like sorry to interrupt no please like her timeline right like so in the late 90s she was reaching this like you know eastern spiritualism and she was really like speaking about how she had changed she'd grown she'd she developed into some enlightened version of herself and then we move into the y2k where she's all of those really, I don't know, pure ideas that she's kind of co-opted, they've kind of dissolved and like atrophied with the, with like, I don't know, this Y2K, like Kabbalah, Latte, Pilates sensibility. I think that, you're trying to say like, I um, think, post 911 Maybe, maybe, yeah. And pre and, and, and I think that this album is like, is really like speaking to her years in London and then the later years where she came back and she was like, I don't know, like muscly. She was like probably working out a lot. She was doing a lot of Pilates. No. Have you not seen the pictures? No, I have. And she also just finished filming that movie with Sean Penn too. They got really heavily. Which one was it? The one that wasn't good. Um, that wasn't good. The one? Yeah, well, the one that wasn't good? One that wasn't good. Um, I was watching an interview, and because um, 
she it was one of the, it was the movie where they're just kind of like on a beach it's like a studio art house film oh. where they're like there's like something to do with a beach and a boat erotica music video i'm kidding vibes though but like um it got it really sh- bad reviews and it was one of those things yeah Sh- maybe shanghai surprise no no i don't know i'm so sorry guys that's okay but um basically like she who's that girl she no, she tried right. to get into hollywood and obviously it didn't work out for her because let's be honest here she's not really a very good actress but um she saw it as like a big move against her she saw it as a bit conspiratorial as well um which is why i guess she wrote this on hollywood mm. um which um it's a great song i'm just gonna say it um and it has a great music video um the music video is beautiful who like shot and styled that it was just gorgeous I have no idea. I have no idea, it, like, but I love it. I, it looks like really toned down, like Miles Alderidge photography. Um, but you said it was quite controversial, Drew. Well, the issue oh, is, is that it was plagiarizing another artist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it was just directly transcribing these like erotic photographs, and she was taken to court over it. Right. And she lost the court case. I didn't know that. Oh my god, well, good on them for winning, but I think as it stands, Hollywood um, shouldn't change. No, I mean, like, I don't get me wrong, I love it, and, like, so, I love that she was inspired by it. It just would have been good if there was credit where credit due. However, yeah. it is a very sexy video, and I think that it does yeah. kind of nail... Like, the, the, the funny thing with this album is that American Life and the album cover, the, the single and the album cover, both have this really weird anti-war sentiment, but mm. the actual album is more about musing on aging celebrity and i think mm. the, the idea of like american life for her is more in like this song when it's just like her in this like kind of like monotonous cycle of um mm-hmm. fame you know mm. like imagine if imagine if like this 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 you know visual was the album cover how differently would it have been received Right. Yeah, I think it right. stands in stark contrast to the anti-war imagery um, that she's chosen to represent mm-hmm. it with instead. Um, mm. Wait, what yeah, were you going to say, like, Charles? But I think that she's trying to, like, yeah, she's trying to kind of put those things side by side. And obviously it's, like, to, like, yeah, contrast that glamour with cruelty. These two things that I'm, like, quite obsessed with their intersection. Anyway, the director of this music video was Jean-Baptiste Mondono, Mondino. Um, and he's like this French fashion photographer and he did, um, don't tell me as well, which has, I think a similar Mm. feeling to it Mm. for me at least. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Tonally. I think they're quite similar. Um, the next track on the album is, um, I'm so stupid. Oh, the track, the track, this was the song that got me into the album. And I think it's, I, I think it's worth noting. I've been thinking about this a lot this week. Um, the our our Kim Petras um, recently brought out a song called Coconuts, or My Coconuts, um, and it's like, <laughs> I, you know, I think if we contextualize, I'm I'm so stupid today. It's like Kim Petras is having this pop song that's being like critically enjoyed. It's like My Coconuts, you can put them in your mouth. Like I'm sorry, I'm so stupid is like, like. <laughs> When we compare I'm So Stupid with Kim Petras, as I'm, like, it, it, it's, like, I, I really do think I'm Stupid was, like, honestly, like, ahead of its time with, like, 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 hyper-pop. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Think, I, think I like the like are... the the slam of the vocals in the beginning feel very like hyper pop to me. Also, interesting that you would compare like "I'm So Stupid" and "My Coconuts" when there is this very clear link between um like being like a boobs man or like an ass man is <laughs> like a divide in like intellectualism. The intersection of boobs Culturally. and ass. And I think um, culturally to be like known to enjoy boobs is like anti-intellectual and very stupid. Hence, right. I'm so stupid being it's it's diametrical kind of like mm. counterpart maybe. What about guys that like coochies? <laughs> like where do they <laughs> That's fit That's a different in? scale entirely. I okay. think it's... They're, they're on another spectrum. Something? I don't know. Um, Kinsey's... <laughs> um, I think that the, the real shame here is that Madonna sang a song called I'm So Stupid and people, like, believed her. Like, they don't understand that she's, like, joking. And, like, <laughs> the song is, like, ironic. And they're like, oh, yeah, you are stupid. So that's why your music is bad. It's like... But you were saying, like, I'm so <laughs> stupid because I wanted to be one of the pretty people. Or I'm so stupid because I lived in a little bubble. Yeah. You know? Well, well there's yeah. an um thing there between, like... Um, faith and hope and like lost faith and lost hope which I think is also a theme in this album and you know post ray of light and we were talking about spiritual awakening before um losing that hope I think is really sad and I think Mm -hmm. she um continues to muse on this throughout the rest of the album she gets further Mm -hmm. into it yeah but I think I'm so stupid is like continuing to shatter the mirror before it can be pieced together yeah, it's definitely a real because like what's what I love so much about this album is that really these first three tracks go quite hard and then the rest of it is like quite heartbreaking. Mm. Like yeah. I'm so stupid yeah. is really her like and, and and what I love about the kind of folktronica production that's being done on this opus. Come on, vocabulary. Come on, folktronica. But like <laughs> um but like let's get stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so no, stupid. stupid. <laughs> um, but like, also, it is quite. I feel like Rue's whole cowboy hat thing is totally indebted to this album. Anyway, I digress. Madonna wouldn't frack. No, 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 we're not going there. But like, I just find it so like endearing that like the production is this like brokenness of the American psyche as well. It's like even with like I'm mm-hmm. so stupid, you have the loop of that like acoustic track, that like acoustic sample that mm. is just like crashed like record scratch as soon as she goes i'm so stupid and it extends for like you know like what feels like a whole song it's mm. like it, it really is like her embodying the kind of breaking of of kind of her ex-idealism around america because i feel like surely she would have especially going from her like material girl era like mm. even like when she was doing ray of light she wasn't exactly she wasn't exactly anti-American. And no, I, yeah, no, no, no. It's not a Patriot album, but it's not not a Patriot album. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a really good point. Like it, but I think, this, I think this album, it speaks to where she is now in a way that none of her other albums do. Because I, when I think of this album, I also think of, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, her sitting behind a t- typewriter oh, and this. speaking and being like, we're stuck at home and we're rationing food, which is a never a bad thing. And 
she's like talking about the hardship of the pandemic and how it's bringing us all together. I what about when she was saying breathing in the COVID air? I was reading about that again this morning. (laughs) She was like, yeah, I got registered for like COVID antibodies. So I'm going to drive around LA with the windows down, breathing in the COVID air. And it's like, babe, don't you have like feelers to attend to or something? You know, like Jesus. No, I really think that like American life is of all of her albums. It's like the most relevant to like where she's at now both politically, spiritually. Well, American life feels like a critique of her now. That's what sends me, is that right. all of, like, you know, and, like, because what, what I find so beautiful about this album is that this was really, like, was truly Madonna opening up in the sense that she was being experimented. She was allowing herself to do, like, you know, objectively bad pop music. Mm. Um, yeah. And, like, was, yeah. was actually, like, putting her heart on her sleeve and going, like, look, this is what I can do. This is what I'm actually capable of you know, in a humble way to me. And when it was really ill-received, I think she, I think that, that really fucked her up. Like, yeah. even with the interviews in the, in the album cycle, she was like, look, you know, I'm, I, I don't make music for young people anymore. Like, this is an album for people my age that, like, yeah. you know, just want to, you know, enjoy the kind of anxiety of having children and listen to a song about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And right. when, when this really flopped, she she went into this into this death spiral that we kind of see her on now, mm. or rather a yeah. um, fountain of youth spiral where she's like refusing death so hard. Mm. Yeah, she's like cannibalizing the young, and she's like um, obsessed with the grills. I don't know the what grills called? the grills that go on her oh, teeth. The grills. grills. Yeah, and she the loves the grills. Yeah, right. She loves don't the grills, the, the braids. She's been to Malawi, don't God. you know? <laughs> oh my god oh my god malawi um can we talk about love profusion i love it there is real isolation it's a really beautiful song it's unbelievably beautiful also like it really gives me like corny love vibes even with the music video oh my as god, well I see, that. I see that okay so in the music video she's Jesus. wearing this like sundress she's got like semi-natural looking yeah. hair no makeup makeup mm. really courtney love and yeah. um, I didn't, it like became so apparent into me for, for some reason while like listening, I didn't hear it, but I saw it when I watched the music video, you've got the real isolation lyrics in contrast to like the love profusion mm. kind of refrain. And she goes from like walking on the sky with the water above her to walking on the water then to like the isolation of the empty city street with this like debris, storm mm. debris tumbling towards her. Um it's a really bad video, but... Um, no, I love it. Shut the front door. <laughs> and like again, going back into, like, the revival of, like, Y2K aesthetics, it's like Slater could do a video like that, and all the slurs so would true. be eating it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's, like, one of... I don't think it's part of her canon Look, of grow up. Videos, it's just, I like, think it's... it's got pixies and shit. It's got pixies and fish. What more do you want? Yeah, and then when she, like, breaks into part at Smithereens at the end, it's exactly like the end of Spirited Away when Haku, like, breaks into those, like, paper planes. Watch it again and tell me it's not that. No, I I see that. Yeah. Madonna, Spirited Away. Um, Interesting. You know, also, like, the... I'm just thinking out loud, like, the tour that she did for this album Mm. was a very Courtney Love. Like, did you see all the costumes? Oh, yeah. Just the aesthetics of this album, I think, are very, like... She was trying to, like, lean into this, like, 
I don't know, like rock chick, mm. like aesthetic. And she kind of cut her hair at that like perfect lob length. You know what she I mean? She was so sexy. Um, but like, did she also like, speaking of rock chick, learn to play guitar? Yeah, she learned to play guitar for this album. All of the guitar you hear on this album is Madonna. And I think, and again, like she was, it was interesting during the kind of promotion cycle because she was being quite humble about it. Being like, look, you know, I'm not really very good, but I, I just did it because I wanted to learn how to do it. You know, it's like very, very a la Madonna for Madame X learning Portuguese. Oh, uh, like I think they're two different <laughs> things, Charles. Yeah, they are because there's this video of her and she's like sitting with a group of Portuguese people and she's Portuguese like, they're all speaking English. And she's like, and that she's one like dancer from Portuguese the is Noe really film. hard. Like, it's really hard. You, I need to get credit for trying to learn it. And everyone's like, yeah, you did a really good job learning. And it's like... The yes men twinks. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard you say a word of Portuguese. You know, she sings in Portuguese. But anyway. Oh, my God. That's another... But, yeah. I mean, anyone can instrument. sing in Portuguese. You just have the words on a screen. I mean, <laughs> God. <laughs> We've all been to a porto. Um, <laughs> but, but, no, I think, like, Love Profusion is, like... And, and again, this kind of boils back down to me when it's like, you know, when, when, you know, the first introduction that I guess a lot of, a lot of gay people have to this album is, I mean, honestly, through me and my Twitter, but, um, but it's through, um, Single-handedly introducing this album to a new generation I invented this fucking people. album in this country. I know, I know we're laughing, but I will say that no one has been having the American life conversation like you've been it's having. So true. I know. I it's fucking so know. You've been I am you the... really did pluck it out of obscurity. I need to get some VIP ticket to Madonna's next clown show. But um, the, the big thing to me with like love profusion is like, I know I can like, I can feel bad when I get in a bad mood. You know, it's like, she's like, she's really just like, like talking about her own agitations as well in a way that I thought was really poignant because mm-hmm. I don't think she's she's ever really like like so many so many of her songs are very materialistic and this is a really centered song like I've got you under my skin mm. like it's all mm. really really like physically quite close as well um yeah. you know there's real isolation but then she's like all we want is a celebration which is like self-referential in this really kind of like downhearted way yeah. as mm. well yeah which I think is just like I love that I love when she like um because I do feel that the one of the greatest things about Madonna is obviously like the the like breadth of like work that she has in her mm. in her body of music and 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 video um, back work catalog and <laughs> back catalog short sure. and when she's able to like like pour in like a like a sl- like slip in like different post personally referential elements to her songs i really love it like mm. there's one part in deeper and deeper where they somehow mix vogue into it yes so i remember satisfying. the first time i heard that i was yeah. just like huh it like yeah. sets something off in me that makes me like physically move you know it's very I mean? horny and i it's very horny yeah um i was introduced to love profusion through charles he like put it in a love yeah. song playlist for me um, it's, really it's, it's, it's a perfect song it's for a love a song playlist love song. because you know um so many love songs as well i mean like thinking about my other favorite love songs like um believe by kyla minogue but like um like they're, they're all like mm. like very much like you know i believe in you it's mm. like very much like i love you it's all about these gestures I and faith and assuredness you. Uh, yeah, and security yeah. and um, but I like that both this of one is, those. Is, is, as is, this one is not that. It's it, it, mm, it, it, well, it, it, it's very realistic with, with what true. I think love is. 
That's like, true. The, the comparison I was going to make is that they are these very like explicit, not necessarily like metaphorical, um, I, you, me, like person to person statements that are very mm. kind of, they are what they are, but I guess they are different in the way that belief is like hopeful and love profusion is material. Mm. And it's just, it, 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 like, to me, it's like, I haven't, I, I very rarely heard um, any, any song really, except maybe um, at least the sky is blue by Sean that addresses like that kind of anxiety that comes with love in such like a, like a direct way without any of the like, you know, bells and whistles. Right. It's not histrionic. It is what it is. No, the bitch ain't histrionic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Now, do we move on to Nobody Knows Me? Okay, this has been my in my head all week. All week. I, I'm going to say it. For me, personally, this is a dog of a song. I don't like it. It's... Huh. Mm, okay. Um, I don't hmm. like it, personally. Why? I think... Why? <laughs> Nobody knows me. <laughs> like it's really like i don't know it's just corny it's just corny i'm just gonna say it look no one's telling you how to live I your life no. no i i will say it's a song that i had to google as you mentioned it as i feigned disgust um it's i think the most forgettable track <laughs> disgust. yeah i think it's the most forgettable track on the album oh my god it's been an absolute earworm for me um i've also since it being in my head, like, had it on repeat. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, analyse, Sigmund Freud, analyse this. Um, <laughs> I think we can move on to... We can move on. Nothing Fails. Nothing Fails. My number Cute one song of, 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 of the year. My number one most played fucking song. Wow, wow. This was, this was your number, number one? No, this is my number one fucking song. Okay, you want to you see what my, what my fucking songs were? I will yeah. tell you what my fucking songs were because sure. it is absolutely deranged. It's sad and it's sick. My top songs were Nothing Fails, Intervention, Ecstatic Process, wow, Love wow, Profusion, wow, wow. and then number five, Bunny is a Rider. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ending. Oh, um, mine mine was like, number one was like Desafio by Arca. And then each of the next songs was from um, Cock, otherwise known as Chemtrails Over the Country. I can't Club. believe you listen to Chemtrails that much. It's sad. Like, it's actually bad. Like, I'm going to bleep it out. Like, no, but I loved White Dress. I really listened to was, so was much Lana Del Rey in your top over five? the last year. Yes. White Dress was in your top five. I love that I song. will defend this man. I will defend this twink. Look, listen. Stand, stand, stand with me. Yeah. I, and my white dress. I stand, I stand with Charles. I stand with the, with the interracial Latinx community. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I with 19 year olds, I, I, well, sometimes when they're in my employ, but, um, the, the, the <laughs> like the, 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 the absolute falsetto in down at the men in music business conference was, but Laura, not, but it was one gonna, of the best things I've ever heard. And I spent weeks doing it. Okay. Your judgment. I know. Knowing that Norman fucking Rockwell was my second most played album of the year after, um, make way for Dionne okay, Warwick. But, but look, there's something, there's something to be said for like, okay, I listened to cock, 
But like, <laughs> it came out in the last year. You know what I mean? You listened to Norman fucking Rockwell. I think it's one it of came her best out albums. Two or three years ago. I, but, but it's a great. It is a great album. Chemtrails is but, not one of her best albums. But we're not here to discuss Chemtrails. No, it's Chemtrails. not. But it came out this year. <laughs> um, so of course I was streaming it. Listen, all you know I'm saying I mean? is my number one song of the year is Nothing Fucking Fails. Period. Okay, and let's go. Let me let's tell go you back something. to failing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like opening oh, the song, yeah. opening the song with "I'm in love with you," you yeah. silly thing. Oh my yeah. god! Like, <laughs> so, it punches so me like, in the gut. That's cute. like the opening of Norman Fucking Rockwell. But anyway, but Madonna did the Volcanic <laughs> Affair. You're preaching to the choir. Um, <laughs> it's like, but like, literally, like the the amount of times that I I, I would listen to that song and look whimsically at my cat while I ignored oh all lovers and housemates. Oh I know my little baby cat of the pod, Hogar. Um, cat like, of the pod. Like it, it, even like like that like really light swelling strings like yeah. like uh-huh. it, it was during lockdown nothing fails really kind of got me through it because it, it is to me mm. quite a platonic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I get I, that. Um, you I like, you sent me a beautiful live version of this. I think performed in Paris. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, Cute. it was absolutely brilliant. I think one of her best like vocal performances as well. Um, really moving. Like, just like, like, I mean, because to me as well, it's like, with like my many brushes with death that I've had over the last, I don't know, like two weeks, mm-hmm. but in my life generally as well, it's like, I always think about like, like the envy I have for people that do have religion and mm-hmm. like, I, yes. I really like how Madonna spins that for me personally and mm-hmm. says, I'm not religious, but I feel such love. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm still able to access that kind of faith and ab- mm. like, like access that self-assuredness without you know using religion as a tool That's and beautiful. madonna taught me that like yeah. she did that no i think there's something very compelling about her relationship to the church and not only the church but to spirituality and religion as an abstract entity in and of itself as well like i think that's one of those topics that she really has she's contributed you know a lot of really beautiful poetry and ideas towards how we can interact with religion and how we can be religious without being religious in the in the most biblical sense you know what i mean and like, this is gonna be really really brave of me to say publicly um but nothing fails a walk so ultralight beam could run Ooh, that's interesting oh that's really i like that well i i think and the way that they function in terms of like religious ecstasy i think is really different i think ultralight beam is kind of lost in the murkiness maybe like a post-coital kind of like glowy kind of space where nothing fails is so much more grounded this album is really grounded mm-hmm. you guys when she gets lost in space yeah, this album gives maturity. yeah 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 this album is like surprisingly mature even though it starts in such a kind of like reckless place i think like i I will say that american life the song itself is reckless you know Mm. it it has good intention but it's it's like bombastic and and flippant and dangerous you know what i mean but then she like moves into this like really grounded mature honest serious and comfortable and safe place and i think that nothing fails is like kind of the pinnacle of that point Mm. and then maybe Tea. I don't know what happens after It's also that, like the, you know? the like middle point of the album. So the next song yeah. is um, Intervention, which is, I can't even bring the tune to mind. I can't remember it, but I know I was listening to it and I was enjoying it. So Intervention, let's, let's my second most played track. 
please, if you could lead the way, Drew. Jesus, I just realized, guys, I have the t-shirt from the world tour, from the reinvention world tour, and I'm not wearing it right now. That's so sacrilegious. Um, well, but it's the one where she's in the The listeners half, don't know that. Describe the, the t-shirt that you're wearing. Okay, well, I'm what I'm wearing is a white t-shirt that says So you were a waitress wearing a white and it has Madonna with a Marie Antoinette wig and she's on all fours mm. looking up. You're looking down at her cleavage mm. and she's in this beautiful like satin sheets are very romantic, blush pink scenery. And around her are a number of symbols, including the Leo symbol. Yes, that's right. Madonna is a Leo <laughs> and a number of other vaguely religious spiritual slash war is over symbols um strewn around my decolletage it's very coexist of you like i've never known you to be like a coexist kind of guy but wearing that shirt i think is a statement i love it i think it's beautiful and you know what it's like a post reference of her own like vogue um vma's performance where she was maria antoinette quite famously and this is like i think one of my favorite photo shoots of madonna have you seen it drew um, uh, you probably have. <laughs> I look, I, 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 I will sure that say have. that I, I, I do identify as. Well, look at my gay. t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so I would say probably at some point. Um, if I can just, um, if I can just talk about intervention, um, because, uh, look, I just every time I talk about this album, I need a moment because as much as I love to like berate the songs they are the reason why i love it so much is because they again are all these these really kind of genuine expressions so with this with this song it, it's it's the one that says i know that love will change us forever mm. i know that love will keep us together there's nothing to fear and love will take us away from here but mm. it's it, it's still very brooding because mm. i i think i think i think the kind of song is is musing on codependency as well because she says that, like, it, it's almost this, like, this, like, um, I mean, it goes back down to the, the Madonna Hall complex, really, I think. Because because she goes, mm. like, like, because the, the whole song starts off with her saying, like, I've got to save my baby because he makes me cry. I've got to keep him happy. I've got to teach him how to fly. I want to take him higher, way up like a bird in the sky. I've got to calm him down now. I want to save his life. It's, like, mm. it, the whole song really takes you on this, like, on this, like, roller like- coaster raising and rearing their boyfriends yeah and like you know fucking and fathering you know it it's mothering well i mean i i just thought it it sounded good but um it does sound better it does sound better but i do think she's very like motherly like nurturing mm, vibes yeah definitely you know what i mean but um and that's also like that also leads into like cougar you know what i mean like oh, yeah. just to say I mean, like, it's actually quite funny. It's like, how much can we critique the Cougar discourse <laughs> and how can we actually say that she, like, has this, like, horrible fetish for, like, young black men? I feel like there's, like, a really... There's a really funny line to walk there. But, um... Anyway, back to the song. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But, no, but... I think, I think we need... I think she needs an intervention. I think... Um, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I think... I think she needs to stop, um... No. I'm not going to say that. But she okay. says, sometimes it's such a pleasure. But then she says, sometimes I want to tear it all down. Mm-hmm. Then she says, it's easy to be lazy. And then she says, and hard to go away from the crowd. And I think within this, we can see that push and pull with, within her to be like, okay, do I be old? Or do I like keep on like clinging to this like lovey-dovey idea of like youthful romance and crushing, you know? Mm. 
It's a really for those of you who can't see a live stream. Laura was just rolling her eyes, and I'd like her no. to. I'd like her to explain that publicly. No, it wasn't meant as an eye roll. I was just considering, and then I was like, "Wait, I totally got lost in what you were saying." So I don't actually know. Um, I think it's also hard, Drew, because like this song, I don't think Laura or I, I are like visualizing this song. I don't remember. I, it. Like, it's actually, like and I, I know that love. Can oh. change oh, us forever. Okay. And it's like, no, 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 Okay, no, I got it. And then it's like, I know the world looks lonely. That's yeah. just <laughs> Satan's game. That's just Satan's game. No, I'm, I'm, I, I really love people talking about Satan. Like, there's this. <laughs> um, I hate to bring up Bravo, but I was watching no. this old season of. Real Housewives of Orange County, and there's this season where like one of the one of the boyfriends is like pretending to have cancer, and the one who has the boyfriend with the fake cancer is like being very you know um, self righteous, and she describes herself as Jesus on the cross, and Jesus did nothing wrong, and then she goes on to say that women are trying to put confusion into her brain, and that's Satan's work because Satan loves confusion. It's true, he does. And I think that's a great catchphrase. Satan loves confusion. Satan loves confusion. Quite possibly there is so the much confusion. of this episode. Yeah. There is so much confusion. Much confusion. <laughs> there is real isolation. Anyway. And that's Satan's um, game. It's true. Yeah, to yeah, confuse them to isolate. <sighs> Could we now let's move on to ecstatic process. Oh, we? like another like fucking beautiful song. Like, also, like, yeah. what a kind of, like, I do, I, I do find that the, the X maybe a prequel to Madame X, perhaps. Yeah. Also, the title is beautiful as, like, a poem in and of itself, ecstatic process, mm. um, X hyphen static. Um, and she's talking all about, like, I, I, I guess, like, identity or finding a sense of self. Um, and she calls, you know, if in the last song she decries Satan, in this song she calls to Jesus Christ. Yeah, won't you look at me? It's like, honestly, like, like props to Madonna for making, like, one of the heart- most heartbreaking songs I've heard, probably since that Robin song that broke my heart a couple of years ago. But Don't like, know who I'm supposed to be. Yeah, but, like, like her Don't screaming, really <laughs> her screaming, like, Jesus Christ, will you look at me? It isn't even Jesus like like Jesus Christ, will you look <laughs> at me? But like that's don't kind of, don't know who I'm supposed, supposed to be. Don't really know I should give a damn. You're around. around. I don't know who I am. I want to cry. No, I'm really moved. I am. Well, it's like I'm actually getting a bit emotional. I always wish that I could find someone as talented as you but in the process i forgot i am special too like yeah. it's, oh my god it's, it, 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 it embraces this nursery rhyme format that like mm. to me really kind of encapsulates that kind of push and pull i was talking about of like naivete and maturity in this really great mm. way it's like it sounds like a game that you play as a child when you're skipping or mm. you know um or clapping hands except mm-hmm. it's, you know, a fucking 40-year-old woman going through these same motions. And it's like, when she says, Jesus Christ, would you look at me? And the way that it's it, it, it's it's delivered, close to apathy. It's like, to me, it's like... It's, it's so close, but then when she's like, almost like the instrumental behind her fades, mm. and she's saying, um, you know, I forgot that I was special too. 
is when it becomes super serious. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) She's singing to a mirror. No, but like, that's what I... I I mean, if if, if you're telling me that you didn't like stand in front of a mirror during lockdown playing Ecstatic Process, then, you know, you're showing me a lie. I actually actually do have vivid memories of... um, like a quasi lockdown time when I had first moved to Paris and I was really like lonely. I didn't have friends here. Mm. I didn't have anything going on. I was just kind of like walking around aimlessly. And I went to this like, um, kind of like really enormous park and it's the middle of winter and I'm listening to this exact song. Uh. Um, and I'm like moping around looking like, I don't know. What's her name? Saoirse, um, what's her name? uh, no, not Sasha. The one, the one who Portia sang. Um, Rossi. No, the, the Irish one with the shaved head. What's her name? Oh, um, oh, her. I like Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. I look like Sinead O'Connor walking Halsey. around in that park in that music video. Like me, literally, and that was actually filmed in Paris. Oh my god! And you were bald the headed park. then. And I was bald headed as well. You have a good head for being to... bald. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have a I have a cone head. It frustrates me. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I know. That's the kind of re- that having a cone head gives you reason enough to stand in front of a mirror and sing. Don't really know if I should give a damn. Yeah. Do you know what my parents <laughs> called me when I was a kid? What? Cone head. <laughs> like from the movie Coneheads. I've seen Coneheads. Because it was that squeezed in the terrifying. tubes. But like, no. I you went to the dentist. Oh, I, yeah, and there was all the retractable teeth. I, I think, what year was Conehead? Actually, you know what? ASMR time. What year? It was 2003. The year was 2003. Top By song. By the way, just for our listeners, I want you to know that we're on a call and Drew is in his bed under the covers, like we're at a sleepover, for acoustic value. I'm actually on the floorboards. Um, and- with the covers over me. Even worse. Oh, yes, that's right. I, as soon as you said, should I put a blanket over my head, I immediately thought of Lady Gaga, Sheet Ghost. Um, I'm just being timeless. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm thinking that, like, you lying on the, like, floorboards with a blanket over your head is very American life of you. I think so. It's very... But it's, like, to me, this is the kind of same thing... thematically relevant. This is the same kind of thing. I'm, I'm picturing all the isotopes right now, by the way, on, on the floorboards. This, <laughs> this metaphysics shit is dope. Totally dope. But I'm, I'm currently looking at the <laughs> top songs of, of 2003, which I believe was when the album came out. Yeah. Um, the top songs were, like, Into Club, 50 Cent, Ignition, R. Kelly, Get Busy, Sean Paul, Crazy in Love, Beyonce and Jay-Z, When I'm Gone, Three Doors Down, Unwell, Matchbox 20, Right there, Chingy, Miss You, Aliyah, Picture, Kid Rock, Big Ching, Cheryl Crow, Bring Me to Life, Evanescence. Oh like, God. reading these out, it's like, wow. I, I, I think it, it's easy in, you know, the realm of streaming to not quite understand just how, you know, like, like radical this, this kind of song is. You know, it's like this quiet, heartbreaking, uncertain song in a time where everyone was doing, like, club bangers, you mm. know? Yeah. And, like, for her during this, like, club banger era... You know, I'm, I'm talking about, like, looking down this list, P-I-M-P, 50 Cent. Um, I think she was feeling dejected. I think she was feeling yeah. dejected by the Lose yourself, industry. I think M&M. she was feeling cast aside mm. because of her, you know, perpetual, like, um, wrinkles and her, like, ev- eventual, you know, I don't know. I loved name. her wrinkle era destiny in in terms of pop culture and i think she was realizing that in this time because yeah. she did that she 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 
perform the criminal act of like getting old and not staying below 35 and and to me there were there were two roads that you could have gone down there were there were there were two options for her um one would be to go down this like weird experimental folktronica direction and i think she could have come they become like like the capitalist björk you know um, the capitalist björk capitalist and very björk. successful in europe yeah right just like but like like allow herself to be kooky and and weird and allow herself to keep on it because like it's interesting that 20 years on people are are really praising this album it's been re-reviewed like and it's been considered one of her more interesting tracks but like just the odd chance grow up um but um but i i I, i'm I'm quite sad and and, you know from a hauntological perspective i I do think about like what what lost futures madonna would have had if Mm. she if she didn't like go down Mm. the other path which is like Ali G in the music videos, um, everything right. else she's done in this time. Bleak. Like, because when yeah. she first started this album cycle, she was doing the whole, like, brunette hair, just being really chilled out. And, like, her whole thing was, like, I don't care about the numbers anymore. But when the oh, numbers didn't I'm work out... Acoustic guitar. This is when she was she was going, like, she did the, like, the, like kissing Britney Spears mm. era. Like, this is... Mm. That was literally... No, I've got to Hollywood. say... Right, she went from like this her... to, like, a, like three years later releasing Hard Candy with, like, yeah. four minutes of just... No, this is really... This is really, like, the reality of, like, also, like, diva worship and, like, gay um, pop mongers is that, like, she released her Joanne album and her audience was, like, oh my unhappy God, about it because Joanne? it doesn't... This is 100% it doesn't her Joanne. Wow, this yes. doesn't feed her audience that have been built on like pop hits like express yourself and you know later tracks like what i don't know ray of light mm-hmm. that are really like blindly optimistic mm-hmm. and like well those songs not really but like the the like career was really like bubbly and like mm-hmm. bright poppy. and like poppy and this is just not that and her audience are like don't give me don't give me like smart lyrics and like sad brooding i don't know feelings give me baseless pop track trash junk and that's that has its worth too but yeah um i think this is joanne i think this album is her joanne i was interested drew in what you were saying about how um uh ecstatic process kind of feels like something you're skipping in the schoolyard too or has like a childlike quality Mm. about it because the next track in the album is mother and father and when i was watching a video of her performing this live just herself and her acoustic guitar the interviewer was asking her um you know why now as a 44 year old woman Mm. are you asking these questions um about being uh, about your parents now that you're a parent what does that mean and she really emotionally answers the 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 question um talking about her mother's death and Mm. um looking at um lords leon and you know conceptualizing her own mortality and what that would what that would do and retrospectively Madonna forgiving herself for, I guess, like, the the trauma or, you know, the forced growing up that that causes or whatever. Um, but Mother and Father is another one of these uh, beautiful, sincere kind of songs. That is punctuated by um, a questionable rap. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> My father had to go to work. I used that... to think he was a joke. No, that I'm not... I'm not gonna. No, but but like, (laughs) ignoring um, the majority of that song, um, you know, there there are ignoring the song. It's a great, valuable, 
um, historic, historical archive of but um, I love that she let herself familial trauma. Um, like, <laughs> and like, then, um, like looking at mother and father. Mm. Um, let me pull up a lyric really quickly. I'll see if there's anything I can speak slowly to salvage it. My mother died <laughs> when I was five, and all I did was cried and, and cried. cried. Oh no, but like, but like, when like, when like she opened it, she she sounded like a fucking beatnik. It's like there was a time when I was happy. She does. She does. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> this song is so weird to me. Okay, and then but then it's interesting because the next song is um, Freudian in a completely different way, where it has nothing to do with Freud, but she does say Sigmund Freud analyzed this. It's Die Another Day, the Bond song. Her Born This Way. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I love Die Another Day. That's like I love a it. great song. Well, to me. And I just rewatched the music video and it's like... So sexy. It's... What it's, what's great about it is it's like her sellout song, but mm. it's also still great. You know what I mean? Like the music video is frankly like bizarre it's like watching like the the beautiful stranger music video where it's like Mm. somehow about a film Mm. but it's it's like it operates in like a parallel Mm. universe where it's like supposed to be about james bond because this was this song was like promotional Mm. i don't know for some james bond movie in the early 2000s die another day oh it's (laughs) legit okay well um that was easy. Um, and she's like fencing and then she's like fighting oh, yeah. and when with she's some fencing, guys she's like, near an electric chair. She's fencing herself as like the black swan yeah. and the white swan. Mm. Yes. It's a very that. I love it. And I think the lyrics to Die Another Day are pretty brilliant. I think it's like a total banger. And Sigmund Freud analyzed this. Analyze this. She literally is asking us to talk about her Oedipus complex. And she's asking us to question and help her with why she has such a fixation on young black men. <laughs> and that's what this song is about. It's what we know for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the closing track, Easy Ride, I, Easy Ride, where are we? But Easy Ride to me, it's like, it's a song that I've been listening to a, like, like, like weirdly a lot. It's been a bit of a sleeper cell in the back of my noggin. Um, <laughs> because... Noggin. To me, it's like it kind of it, it's a really perfect album closer, um, and 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 I think that if anything, it kind of like encapsulates her really struggling to find a sound in this record because she mm. she really makes a point of saying, "I don't want an easy ride. What I want is to work for it." You know, she wants to feel the sweat. You know, and she she really does want to struggle. And I think that she tried too hard in this album cycle, as we talked about when we talked about the kind of titular track "American Life." She really mm. tried to make herself this kind of like this provocateur in a way that this album didn't have to be, you know, if she focused on the self and not her as the kind of challenging entity of Madonna, Mm. she would have been okay, but she wanted to, she didn't want to have an easy ride. That's the thing. No, no, no. She did want to challenge the Madonna entity. And I think what is so, you know, as pop artists, um, and when we talk about album cycles, I also like heard this referred to as a concept album, um, which I love, like, its specific application to American life. I think that's really funny. Um, but she, as you said, she's, like, really giving herself a hard fucking task trying to integrate all of these things um, and do, like, a full self-examination without, like, a 
fully kind of realized or coherent um, aesthetic but I guess by opening up instead more questions than she can answer and then and calling that a full circle yeah exactly you know but 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 it, it isn't quite a full circle in a sense she's saying she's goes she goes round and round just like a circle she's always kind of chasing her own tail and she's never ever actually able to become whole you know she was saying as well like what I want is to live forever there's a sense of closure to death that she's not able to comprehend and she admits it here it's like she she, she just keeps on like going around these weird cycles of like becoming this like provocateur when it's not really making it very easy for her and I don't even know when she wrote this song it very clearly states everything that I'm saying I don't know if she even realized it anymore there was a moment that I thought was very poignant when she was Mm. I think on please excuse me for bringing up this man Jimmy Fallon um and (laughs) okay that was a good the recent one yeah and that was a good interview she's she's trying so hard to be this this edgy provocateur in a way that's not Mm. necessary and out of the blue for some reason she challenges mr jimmy fallon and she says so do you see a psychologist and then he was like do you and then she was stumped and she said no i feel like i feel like i don't really have to i just like talk to my friends about my problems and it's like that to me is quite indicative of that cyclical nature that people get stuck in that she brings up in in this closing track. It's like it's so interesting that like, I guess like kind of like this album for me is like her giving red flags for the problems that she'll have later in life. This is the first album where she's <laughs> saying like, okay, like you know, I'm going through a tough marriage. Like I'm not really getting along with my kids as well as I should, and I'm being kind of like toxic. And she <laughs> she never mom, really healed. Wife. Yeah, she, toxic mom, toxic wife. Toxic wife, toxic life. Um, but um, but I, I really can like, can see how she kind of continues to go in this kind of like cyclical nature of like, I don't know if it's like self-abuse, but it's like she, she does kind of make herself a martyr. It almost kind of feels like flagellation sometimes, you know? It's like yeah. she loves, she loves to be a martyr. She's obsessed with flagellating herself. Yeah, I mean. She loves it. And it's one of those things where like, you know, she recently, you know, when, when it comes to going round and round just like a circle, she posted a photo of her um, of her BBL under a bed. Um, okay, that was genius. Which Squished. is very much like you right now. Like the it is. of the words. <laughs> Sestamoy. And funnily enough, I think it was 50 Sestamoy. Cent shared an image. Did you just say Sestamoy? I did. I said <laughs> Sestamoy. We're not all oh foreigners. God. I too can speak a little French. Um, <laughs> but, um, but 50 Cent posted an image of Madonna as the Wicked Witch of the West squashed under it. And he posted it as like this like meme joke being like, yeah. ha ha, isn't this funny? Because I mean, like yeah. the internet generally was like, this is quite a, like a genuinely absurd image. Um, and then Madonna posted this big thing being like, I thought we were friends. Like, why do you yeah. mock me like this? That was intense. Yeah, there's no there's no joke taking. There's no joke having. No. Even the, 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 like, images and no. the way she compiles them are, like, so jackass in the way that they're just, like, cobbled together from these really absurd places where the common thread is that she looks hot. I mean, the one where she had no, her nipples I think out. I, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand against you guys wow. here. And I'm okay. going to say that she is, she is being provocative and silly and goofy she just doesn't want to be she's not being goofy if she was being silly and goofy then she would laugh with 50 cent no i don't i don't agree yeah i I think she would have been like ha 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 i am the wicked witch of the west no 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 no. i think she's making a joke and she only wants like certain people like us to be in on it i really do think that and Mm. i think that um his joke comes from a place of like 
disgusted in misogyny. Yes. I mean, that's a, and, that's a and bold And the reason why point. we're all laughing at it is because we adore her and we think that she's um, no, I, but he also knows her genius personally. the way that she gets under that bed and shows off her BBL. Like, yeah, I'm sure, I think um, that's good. I'm sure. Wait, who posted again? 50 Cent. I'm sure 50, 50 Cent, Cent yeah. knows Madonna better than any of us do. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when was the last time? I guess, I mean, you know what, Charles? I agree. You know, I, I think that, that to, to some extent, I think all all slurs have an intrinsic connection to their divas. And I think that I, I also do, I, I think I agree with all parties. Laura's rolling her eyes again. Well, I can't see. Laura, stop it. I'm under a blanket. You know, it's hard for me. But <laughs> no, I, no I, re- I, I really think that, like, this conversation I, is literally, like, so derivative, the way that everyone is constantly annoyed with her for doing these things, like, She's just going to, she's like a child. You know what I mean? She's just going to keep like playing these pranks on us and having these like, I don't know, conversations about ageism. And like, it's just like, we're in literally like the hamster wheel of like Madonna posts a nude picture. Everyone gets upset about it. Madonna posts some like, I don't know, sexually explicit picture. Everyone gets outraged. Like I'm tired of the outrage. Like let her be a horny, creepy I mean, let her be analyzed by Sigmund Freud. That's all I have to say. T. Wow. Wow. I think we analyzed that. We analyzed that. <laughs> I analyzed that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, guys, I'm, I'm happy to seal it with a loving kiss if you are. Yeah, I'll me seal too. it with a loving kiss. Okay. I'll seal it with a loving kiss. And also, I'm going to seal it with like a loving BBL under the bed frame. Under you know the blankie. I mean? I'm yeah. going to um, seal it with um, my mother died and I cried and cried and cried and cried. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll seal it with a Jesus Christ when you look at me. Right. Ciao, guys. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Bye.